Aeon. And I'm the Lioness. And you're listening to Box Number 512 Podcast. Grown Black Trans Woman Talk. Changing your world one conversation at a time. The show begins now. If you would like to see this episode along with other exclusive content, make sure you become a patron by going to our Box Number 512 podcast Patreon page where you can become a patron for as little as $5 a month. The link to the page is in the show notes for this show. So make sure you go on over there if you would like to see the episode in addition to listening to it. All right, y'all. Back to the show. Hey, you guys. Welcome to another installment of Box Number 5 Soul Podcast, Grown Black Trans Women Talk. I am your co-host, Aeon. And I'm the Lioness. Welcome to 2021, you guys. This is the first episode that we are recording in in the year of 2021. And what a year this has already been. Yeah. So I guess we will get started with updates. Sis, go ahead. So, 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 so. I think um, it's been so long since we've been here. I think um, the last we so, of course, you know, guys, when we do these things, we pretend we record just so we can have time to edit and make sure we give you guys the best content. And so um, um, last season, you know, we had some turnaround to get it done and you know, I remember kind of, kind of enjoying, but thinking about today and having to be on camera, I was kind of nervous um, just because, you know, it's a new year, new me, new everything. Last year was shit for me. Um, I'm, I, we ended up having to bury um, beloved family members. It just was one of those years where I'm sure for everyone, it was just very stressful. Um, I know that I missed you guys terribly in my time apart. Like, but particularly the Ubri, you know, I enjoy our conversations. And this was kind of like a little touchstone to help ground me in my week. It also forced me to stay kind of current on current events and things. And so I really missed that. Um, shout out to my new medical provider. So I know I talked last season about um, the desire to have better medical care. And um, so I want to give a shout out to a black woman, a black woman, um, um, physician who's doing her thug thizzle. Her name is Dr. Hermione Bell. Um, it's Bell Primary Care. Um, for those of you girls who are a little bit older, you may remember her. She worked, um, trained under Dr. Hudson, who is our legendary doctor here in Atlanta that does this work. And um, she's been doing this for so many years. And I know that for the girls that had her at Positive Impact, I'm sorry, you guys, I'm going to miss her, but she started her own practice. And I'm sure if you want to, you can come on to her place. But the name of it is Bell Primary Care. And um, I'd be definitely happy to share that information on our Facebook and social media pages for those of you guys who are interested. Because I know in the South in particular, we have to be very, very mindful of our health care. Um, last but certainly not least, this election. I'm very proud of my motherfucking Georgians. So just the entire process is very, very stressful. The mailing every 30 seconds, the people coming to my door, coming to the door, 
Like, did you vote? Oh, well, on here it says somebody on here did it. Because, you know, and they made a point of saying the fact that you vote is public record. The, who you voted for is personal, bitch. So, bitch, they know when you're not voting. And this time I really got to see the Democratic Party really doing stomping doors, going door to door, bothering people. It was intense. I was overwhelmed. I was a little frustrated and angry by the end of it. I still feel like there are more efficient ways to run a campaign than using all that paper. But praise God, Georgia is blue, blue to its blood, blue to the bone. And um, that election night, January 5th or 6th, I can't remember it was, I know that was the night the lights went out in Georgia. And I know that um, there's some people that are very, very mad. Um, the date that we're recording this is before the um, inauguration. And I'm just, I'm nervous for what that's going to look like. There's been a lot of unrest, a lot of things we'll talk more about in this episode. But for just the lioness, my mental health has been very tested during this time. Um, and I feel like I'm coming out okay. I'm, I've had a wonderful relationships that I've established. I have my sister here and our business is growing and developing. So I have nothing but excitement for this new year. But yeah, this last year was a doozy. And this was a very rough time period. But I did get to see my family for Christmas. Shout out to my parents for surprising me. And I'm just excited. Life is good. And I, I wish everyone well for this new year. What about you, Bree? Um, so br Christmas break was not long enough for me. Uh, first, I so I celebrated Christmas at home. For some reason, I was really in the Christmas spirit this year. And I'm usually not a holiday person. But I was really in the Christmas spirit. I had the music playing. I didn't get to bake anything. I think I, I can't remember what I cooked, but I did cook something. So Christmas was great. And I got to talk to my family, my mom and my friends and all of that. But I also uh, did a staycation, AKA hocation. So yeah. the day or two after court Christmas, I went to Baltimore um, for a couple of days. I stayed at the Renaissance Hotel, a lovely hotel, got to have to eat some of my hometown food. The hotel was overlooking the water. But every time I go back to Baltimore, it's very depressing for me. And it just always reminds me why I can never move back to Baltimore because it's not the same Baltimore that I remember. And also the men, I don't know what happened since I left between now but just like the quality and caliber of men, bitch, it was a shot. So it, while the, the trip was relaxing, I'm gonna be honest, I'm a girl that when I go on vacation, I like to have my fun and I'm about them on vacation. And I'm gonna just leave, leave that there. But Baltimore was a bust. I had to uh, come back home to DC to handle some business. I had a couple of appointments. And then I did a staycation. I stayed for a couple of days in Bethesda, outside of DC, where I brought in a new year. Shout out to my girlfriend, Danielle. Yeah, shout out to Danielle. Uh, she and some other friends, we brought in a new year on house party. Just We were just talking, talking about like some black liberation shit, just having a good time. And then from Bethesda, I went to Alexandria, and I'm not going to lie, I had a lot of great sex, uh, some very attractive men. Like I said, I was on my staycation slash location, and sometimes, sometimes, you know, a girl needs to feel like a girl. 
and I've been under a lot of stress this election cycle and work has been stressful. So when I go on vacation, I like to let my hair down and I was in the company of some beautiful men. So shout out to the men. Shout out, shout out to the men. Shout out to the tops that know how to be tops, honey. Because every it's not for everybody. There is a difference. It is a difference. Just because you are a man does not mean you're a top. But that's another conversation. But shout out to them. So, bitch, I get back home, and all of last week, bitch, I was fucking sick. So. I had a nasty sinus infection that I'm getting over. So it was really bad last week. I, I just started feeling better on Sunday. Sunday, and I'm gradually getting better. Like today, I'm at like 97%. But yeah, I just had a nasty sinus. Like at, since I got to my late 20s, my sinuses have really been a thing. But it, it's like this. It starts with a tickle in the back of the throat and a sore throat and like the overproduction of flip. Girl, it was a mess. It was a mess, but I was kind of worried it was COVID for a moment, but it's not COVID because the bitch still had her appetite. A bitch was still eating down. And I wasn't tired, like how you're tired from like the flu. Like I was still able to be productive, but it was just the the uncomfortability of my sinuses being a mess and then all of the bullshit that was happening in DC last week. So, and then work has, um, it's a lot of changes going on at work and a lot of assignments. So I felt really overwhelmed last week in multiple ways. So <laughs> yeah, last week was a bitch, but this week has been a little lighter. It's been a little better, but I can just tell that this month and that, like I can tell that this winter is going to be a fierce winter and I'm just I'm just praying to get to the summer. I'm praying to get through this inauguration that everybody is in one piece because we don't know what's gonna happen. But all in all, my break was cute. Also, some career stuff had changed, so that was stressing me out last week. So I thought I was going to do one thing. Funding fell through, so now I have to figure out what my next uh, professional and financial move is going to be once this position I, that I'm in ends in September. So it's just a lot of moving pieces going on, and I'm the type I'm very over, I'm an overthinker and over analytical, and I'm a I'm an over planner. So the fact that something got thrown off, it really triggered my anxiety. So last week was a lot, but I am still here, and I just try to not let life get the best of me and I'm happy to be recording I'm happy to be back in the swing of recording the podcast and I'm giving episodes uh, uh, pivoting off of the updates we want to thank you guys for listening to our kickoff episode for season two with Hope Giselle just want to give another hope. shout out yeah just want to give another shout out to Hope for joining uh, our podcast, for having an in-depth conversation. Also, we want to thank you guys for being accommodating and coming over to Patreon. We have some lovely patrons that came to the platform and got to actually see the visual recording of the podcast. We That is the plan from now on. If you want to see the episodes, if you're watching this episode right now, this means that you have paid the patron fee and you, you could pay for as little as $5 and you will get access to all of our content. And we're actually in the process of 
creating exclusive Patreon-only content that you will not be able to access from the regular podcast. So this includes bonus episodes and bonus episodes that with topics that you guys want us to talk about, live shows. I'm thinking about doing a special like post-show uh, breakdown live in the Patreon for Drag Race, a propose, just to like make it fun and make it interactive and bring you guys in the into our world and to sh- just to just to keep it to create a safe space for us to talk and for us to grow and expand our community but again please be patron uh patient but our plan by this summer or spring is to have our patreon popping bitch definitely 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 and you know um for those of my friends out there that i know have said well girl well girl well girl i love podcasts but it's hard to follow along just listening because I get distracted and this and then the third. This is your opportunity to support a Black trans business. So beyond us as just coming to you asking for money and asking for donation, we're giving you in return what we know is going to be quality, exclusive content. And um, our, Patreon, our Patreon page, which is um, box number 512, you can find us on there. Just subscribe. And like you said, the subscription, like my sis said, Aeon, the subscription fee is not very expensive and it'll give you an opportunity to really get into the meat and potatoes of how we do this thing. You'll get all kinds of exciting extra footage. So yes, I am excited. The Lioness and Brienne and Aeon, we've come together to try to put out what we know is going to be great content. And we just thank you, thank you, thank you as you pardon our progress as we expand. Also, shout out to my YouTube listeners. We want to acknowledge you. We want to say thank you for you. And we want to also promise you new and exciting content. Um, I know that there will be delayed releasing. Sometimes we may even release some of the footage that is on Patreon after a period of time on the YouTube page. So definitely for our listeners that are excited and like our visual content and want to see more of it, subscribe to our YouTube page and that will be the housing for that. Yes, so thank you. We thank you guys so much. And like we said, you be- you can become a patron for as we have three different tiers. The first tier is five dollars, the second tier is seven dollars, the third tier is ten dollars. Also, Lioness is working on getting us merchandising. Yeah. Uh, for our so the higher the tier, the opportunity you have an opportunity to get uh, box number five twelve podcast merchandise. That's also in the works. So just bear with us, but we're we are trying to take the podcast to the next level. We are. <sighs> so let's get into it, sis. This world that we live in today is a crazy, crazy world. And so many things recently have just really confirmed for me that we were never, ever, ever, ever as progressive as we thought we were. We were never as safe as we believed we were. And that the government itself confirmed our suspicions that they not for us like they say they are. And that was so evident for me. So for for those of you who have not been under a rock, there's been an incident in the capital, and I'll let Brianna go into the specifics, but we are a country that is in a place right now that is very, very divided. And recent events of insurrection led by our administration have just confirmed for me that we really, really, really have to double down on our efforts to be woke, to be crunk, 
to use an old school phrase, to be to be on it about our rights and our going forward. Because what we do know is we can't take for granted that there's a level of civility. But um, yes, girl. So let's talk a little bit about um, what happened at the at the White House. I mean, yes, I mean, excuse me, at the Capitol. So I think it started maybe at the White House and there was a march. Um, can you give us a little more details on that, sis? Well, I'm gonna just break down what, what I was doing that day. So I was working that day and I was watching TV because the, my director of my organization just got appointed to a Biden-Harris cabinet position. So I was watching the TV to see Biden's announcement of her to this cabinet position um, for the attorney general's office. Bitch, so in the middle of the in the middle of the announcement, that's when they had like the special news report of the the Trump mega supporters um, congregate. So at the same time he was having a speech, uh, the Senate was supposed to be meeting on that Wednesday at like 1 32 in the afternoon to um, do the electoral college vote. So the both things were happening simultaneously at the same time. So outside of the Capitol, there were this big group of Trump MAGA supporters that were there as part of this Stop the Steal movement. And for the past couple of weeks after the results of the election, this has been like large groups of Trump supporters that have been coming to DC and just being a hot shitty mess. Um, getting together, saying these Christian, these evangelical prayers, um, destroying any Black Lives Matter stuff, just being violent. Also, Metropolitan Police Department, which is the DC's, which is DC's police department, not really intervening in the ways that they should intervene or the ways they intervene when it's Black Lives Matter protesters. So for a while now, they have been doing the most. So when they came last Wednesday, in my opinion, I thought it was just them doing the most again. <clears throat> Excuse me. So then it went from that to, is this big mob of Trump supporters outside the Capitol? And the camera was inside of the Capitol where they were conf confirming the electoral college votes. And then all I know is, all of the senators are being rushed out of the 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 floor because now these supporters are um, rushing in and then it goes from to just these images of these people outside the capitol like scaling the walls and breaking windows and climbing through the and the whole time i was thinking bitch where's the police at like it's just it's no like for three to four hours it's melee and there's no like physical police presence so what happened is that these pro which i'm sure everybody knows by now these protesters and their stop the stop the steal um gathering of trump mega supporters came to the the capitol to stage a coup while the while the senate was confirming the elect Congress votes. I guess they wanted to stop the, like that was really going to stop them confirming the vote because the states themselves had already confirmed the votes, but they wanted to stage a coup and uh, apparently they were going to get real violent with these people and in the, in the ensuing madness I think five people were killed uh, two, 
Uh, one of them was a police officer who was beaten to death with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Another police officer committed suicide as a result of the melee. And for me, it went to, oh, bitch, this is a key. Look at them crazy white people. And then, bitch, I just got really fucking annoyed because on so many levels. The first, the first level is that if these were black protesters, just like they, just like black protesters were there that summer when George Floyd was killed, bitch, we would have been, it would have been, we would have been murdered. That part, that part. Also, I want to add, and you brought up a lot of good points. So in this timeline, let's also keep in mind. So um, I, I took the liberty of pulling up an article here from, um, I don't even know if this is a reputable source, but bitch, it's called Moyers on Democracy. <laughs> yeah, girl, I've never heard it. I, I'm going to not quite, but, but they gave a timeline of events. <laughs> and they, so and basically it's just a collection of tweets. And I'm going to trust that this is somewhat, somewhat truthful. But they say, so on December 19th, he announces that there's going to be this big protest. So this is all the way back in December now. On the 3rd, he said, from reply, replying from one of these rally organizers, I will be there on his on the historic day. Then um, a lie, a, a lie. Then the park services increased the crowd estimate at, from that rally to permit 30,000 people originally from 5,000 that they originally applied for in December. So there was already behind the scenes procedural things to accommodate a larger crowd of people in that area. I just wanted to point that out because it's relevant when we're talking about well, later when we get into what mo people's motives are. So this, this crowd came to the White House and they are now having a conversation with the president. And in this conversation, he goes on to encourage the mob by saying, um, 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 let me just make sure I read it specifically because I don't want to just say it. I want it to be read because I want people to understand just how serious it is. Um, hold on. He begins to address the mob and continues to speak for 90 minutes. In the speech, he says, we will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. We don't concede when there's theft involved. Casting doubt on our democratic election process. The next quote is, we won this election. We won it by a landslide. This was not a close election. False reality, giving false hope to a mob of angry people who you just told were stolen from. And then he goes on to say, I hope Mike Pence is going to do the right thing. I hope so. I hope so. Because if Mike Pence does the right thing, we win the election. All vice president has to do is send it back to the states to recertify and we could become president and you are the happiest people. A lie specifically designed to give these people false hope because our election, we all the states had already, the electors had already certified who they were going to vote for. This was a formality that usually only takes from what I heard online less than an hour to do. But there were also inside men. There were people in the Senate that were arguing for what we know, arguing that there was fraud, even though several courts had decided, uh, decided tens of tens of cases at this point, saying they, that this was not an election that was done fraudulently. These senators were then on the floor um, contesting each electoral college vote that they didn't want, they didn't want to go through, and which requires that they then break out into chambers and have a debate. So they were purposely making this a more prolonged process than it needed to be 
under the encouragement of this president. So now after the president wraps up his remarks, he says, uh, he says, um, I will go over there with you or something along those lines. A lie. A lie. And also tells them that we can't be weak. We must be strong, that we can't win if we're weak. Putting in their mind the need for extreme force because you can't just walk over there. We have to be strong. And he says, I'll be, I'll be walking with you. And he goes back inside and sits his motherfucking ass down and lets that mob that he's now gassed up, reaffirmed with lies, really, really going in on this rhetoric that makes absolutely no sense. He goes and then sends that mob to the Capitol and they began to do lawless, crazy behavior. And what we know now is, is that it was also people involved that had um, zip ties that were medically trained folk. They found explosives. That were in the, that were either used to be in the army or actively in the army, bitch. Yeah, so these were tactical folks. But these people, and then there were evidence of zip ties to keep hostages if need be. These people were prepared to destroy our very government infrastructure by holding our elected officials hostage for their cause. And we we can't make we can't mitigate it. And what I do love is I'm seeing on TV, and I don't know if you've been seeing this, sis. I've been seeing on TV. This is the first time that everybody on TV is united and saying, every time they mention it, they say the insurrection um, um, started by the president of the United States. Like they always, every time they introduce the topic, they're always making a point of giving the blame where blame is due. And it's so fucked up that it's so little so late on a lot of his party members that are starting to wake up. But I'm just glad that now people are really starting to see how crazy he is. Black folks have been telling you the whole time, but I'm glad y'all see it now. What are your thoughts, sis? Girl, it would. I don't even. I don't even think a lot of the Republicans are probably seeing it for the first time. The Republicans are just trying to cover their ads because it's not in their best interest to align with them, and they want to get reelected. But the Republicans are still going to be on their bullshit and this whole narrative of we need to unify with them and like them bitches are not interested in um, reunifying or none of that with us. These whole like. You don't get a pass when a nigga only has a week left in office to check to have a change of heart. Where was you when he was doing all of this other? This isn't the first time. This is the the cherry on top on, on a culmination of horrible things that he's done. So fuck the Republicans. It just it just pisses me off on so many levels. First. Well, first, let me let me let me say what let me explain what it what it reaffirmed for me. One, police are not going to keep us safe, and the, and this is not for me. This is for people that are resistant to the idea of defunding the police, or we gotta have police around. I think this situation was a crystal clear situation to show that. The police don't keep nobody safe. The police, like, when you have a police, the Capitol Police, like, specifically the police that are paid to protect the Capitol, they have, like, a $400 million fucking budget a year. And as reports are coming out, we're finding out that the Capitol Police, they were understaffed, and they knew that this was going to happen, and they purposely understaffed the 
the police force and left a lot of black and brown police officers by themselves to um by these crowds that that easily could have overtook them and killed them so like we i really hope that this creates the possibility particularly for black folks that we can um live in a world where we don't have to um, overfund the police because we have this magical idea that they're going to protect us. Because as you see, we're overfunding them for them to do nothing, and for not for them to not make make to make proactive decisions. That's my first thing. My second thing is, I want I want black. My message is for black people. Like, don't be fooled. The only reason that all of this shit is, and this is for particularly for the black people. But the black men that say, oh, my vote don't matter. This shit is rigged. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. The reason that all of this shit is happening is because they are gagging that black people came out in record numbers and not only got Biden elected, but flipped a lot of these states blue. And this bitch is really going to be some shit when they turn Texas blue. Bitch, and no shade to Mississippi, but it's something in my spirit that's given like Mississippi will be blue in my lifetime. Florida will be blue in my lifetime. Um, South Carolina, like th- these white people really are scared as fuck. And it's like just how you write those in those states no more. I mean, it's not even at one point it was a foregone conclusion. All of those states and these elections are showing you that they are progressing to blue. North Carolina's really blue now. Right. It's just, yeah, North Carolina just has a whole bunch of bad gerrymandering and um, Mm -hmm. all of that bullshit. But um, these white people are scared as shit. And they, the time has been running. Time has been up. And I do, no shade, I do envision a day where the Deep South will be blue. I do because maybe with the exception of Arkansas, bitch. Nobody cares about Arkansas. But like all <laughs> of the other- Arkansas. <laughs> but all of the other, they are scared. And just how you were talking about how the people were at your house every day, bitch. That's the secret to how black folks have been coming out because we have to make sure that we are being funded to be actively engaged to go vote, which is something for years that- white politicians, Republican and Democratic, have not been really actively engaging on Black people, meeting them where they're at, giving them political education. So, like, no matter what they do, like, no matter what the Republicans do in opposition to the overwhelming show of Black people, bitch, what's done is done. And it's a new fucking day, and white people are scared as shit, bitch. They They are. They are scared. They are scared. It's a new motherfucking day. It's a new motherfucking... So, so I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad that that's happening, but I just want people to be clear. All of this is happening because we as Black people are starting to rise and we're starting to um, create the foundation for some type of societal power or some type of societal rebalancing. And white people don't like that. And what they demonstrated is that they're willing to fight, steal, kill, act a damn fool, not wear a mask in order to continue to uh, continue to oppress us and to continue to have things the way that they are. So I re- so I really hope that in this moment that even though it's scary that we as a people don't like we are 10 toes down like we are firm 
and what we are doing and that we are at the right place at the right time at this right moment in history and that we'll be okay. Like, it's about time that we get ours, bitch. It's about time. Hey y'all, we wanna tell y'all about a new segment that we're starting on a podcast called The Suggestion Box. So that is where you, our listeners, write into us and we can answer your questions. So many of y'all have so many questions that y'all access on our various social medias and through other mediums. And we want to give you guys a platform to uh, write into the show so we can give you our raw and honest opinions. Fellas, you want to know how to get to know a girl? Ladies, you want to know what's going on in, in our world? Or if you want to know what's going on in the world in general, if you just want to ask a question, this is your moment. And we'd love to have you right in. So make sure to send those letters to box number 512podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's B-O-X-N-O 512-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Our email is in the show notes. So make sure to send those letters in, guys. And who knows, maybe we might read your letter on the next show. Yeah. Okay, y'all, back to the show. Exactly. And and and, and, and like you were saying earlier, I feel like what, what we need to realize and what we're seeing, shout out to you, Brianna, for sharing that no-fly list with me. Tierra and I did videos last night and had the biggest key of our lives, girl. So and I want to see more videos, bitch. I want to see more. So there's like compilations online now, girl. I have to send you a link. So apparently the no-fly list is where a lot of the people, so what these idiots didn't know is, I'm sure with any government building, hell, if you could do it with somebody's house, I know you could do it with a government building, but essentially... If you connect to the Wi-Fi, so all of the people that got close enough to that building to collect to the, connect to the Wi-Fi are now being drug off of planes because they're added to the no-fly list because they're under investigation in, a, in an insurrection plot against the government. And so the girls are gagging. So all of those people on social media that took all those wonderful photographs, you just made it easy. They said they have had over 20, no, it was over 10,000 um, Calls, um, are not tips. People are calling in and reporting their coworkers, their principals. Yeah, their I teacher. saw a story today about this lesbian girl that got kicked out by her family. She reported her family for being mad. like ex wives are reporting their husbands for being, like it's a new day. It's a, it's a new day, and also how they're getting it's cards. Going to so jail. It's a it's a well. It was a website called Parlor which is kind of like um, a Twitter for people that was kicked off of Twitter because they were too bigoted and alt-right. So and there they was felt this... like they were being policed too much on Facebook and, and nobody... Right. Was... Yeah. So there was this like deeply radical conservative like pseudo-Twitter called Parlor. Uh-huh. And in order to get access, you had to give them a copy of your ID so they could confirm your identity. Well, because it's conservative, anything conservative funded, you just have to know that it will just it will be so it will be some bullshit that'll happen down the road. So what happened is that hackers, well, as a result of this insurrection thing, that website got shut down because if you looked at Parler and a lot of the messaging, they were kind of like basically you could track what their plan was when they got to these. Like they were openly talking about 
what the fuck they were going to do, who the fuck they were going to hire tie, who the fuck they wanted to kill on the site. But also what happened is hackers got into the system and was able to retrieve all of these conversations, retrieve all of these images, which had the user's identifications, which then they could give to the FBI to help identify these dumb, like, come Girl. on. Girl. And I also think what's really terrifying about this is like how we in America build ourselves as like, oh, top security and you can't get in here. Now what I'm starting to realize is that security shit, that only applies to black people. Because basically if you are white, you can infiltrate anywhere and get into anywhere. And that's what's scary as fuck. Because the alarm wasn't designed to trigger for them. Right. Unfortunately, and, you can have a whole Confederate flag in your hand, say, fuck the government, come in, knock some officers down, scale a wall to get in the building and still be given the benefit of white privilege. And right. Just And I've been to the White House. I've been to several federal buildings in okay. D.C. And But you just can't appear and walk in at these buildings. Like, you have to go through like a month or two of clearance to even get to the security door. And then once you get to the security door, it's a whole, like, so the fact that they were just able to just tip in Banji kind and just like tear up, girl, that that's still blowing my mind. It goes to show that even with all of this airport and all this airport security and bullshit, somebody could still slide up in there and turn it out. And, and like, they, like, this whole thing, like there, it, it reminds me that there's no true feeling of being safe in this country, in this world. Like you could, you could lock it up, you could have all the guns and all the digital technology, but if crazy motherfuckers want to get in there, they're going to get in there, and you girls better be ready and you better be prepared. So I just, I just think that this was this show how our security and our defense in America. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything if white folks can still infiltrate this shit and still fuck it up. Exactly. And I, I, what, what what I found very profound about this entire thing is how it was done in such a way. And shout out to the hackers. And I don't, you know, God bless you. And I don't want to know you. However, I'm shout out to you. Because in this case, y'all did a noble thing because before Paula was shut down, that information would have been lost. But like my sister, that golden nugget she dropped earlier was they had to use their IDs to get on. So the motherfuckers was on there planning this entire thing, making what was essentially amount to, if it were a brown person, terroristic threats. If it were a brown person, the the social security, I mean, excuse me, the CIA would have been knocking at your door before you could even, after you hit send, bitch. Y'all better look at the YouTube videos online of people saying shit online and the next thing they know the Secret Service is knocking. It will happen, mama, and it will gag you. So be careful what you say on the internet. But apparently, if you're white on parlor, you can plan a whole thing and it can go through. Now, I've seen a lot, I've really immersed myself in the literature for this in the news media for this, I should say. And I will say there are even officers now that are being investigated for walking people through and taking pictures with them. There are people that are, there are people that have resigned that are now are being questioned on whether they 
on purpose because they this was all something that was already set shared in security briefings with folks. So this wasn't something that wasn't already known. So now uh, our, our intelligence community is saying if we already let the people know what they needed to know. So that lets me know that on the highest levels, not necessarily with the intelligence community, who, are, who, by the way, still serves us, even though this president shits on them and says that he believes Russia over them. Shout out to our intelligence community. But they are still serving our country and giving our president information that he is keeping or not acting on because he wants to cause chaos. And I think that's the biggest thing to remember. This man is behaving as a demagogue. This man is behaving as someone that wants to become, wants this to become a republic of him. If we look at some of the people in history that have exhibited these types of behaviors with the same type of rhetoric towards ethnic groups, with the same type of divisive, spirit, divisive spirits, what we see is these people often led to major world wars. The idea that this man has been at the helm of our country for this long unchecked is appalling. I am aware that there was an attempt to impeach him, but shout out to all the Republicans that are gagged today that could have gotten them out then, but you were so stuck on trying to be right instead of doing what you knew was right for our America. And I want to say that I really, really want us to now going forward we have to know who exactly is what, and that's why I'm glad these motherfuckers going to jail. But for those people who are redeemable, for those people who may have said, I was misguided in my white supremacy for a moment, if you're willing to admit that and then rededicate yourself to trying to be a better human being and now trying to right the wrongs, you know what, I'm okay with it because it's a lot of Americans that voted for the motherfucker. I mean, let's not act like it wasn't close because it was about uh, more people voted than ever. And then of those people, he damn near almost got half. So we, we can't say that it's not a lot of people that support him, but I am glad that people are drawing a line. Even the people that were crazy and stupid enough to forget that they, they, are, the, they are not the 2%. I still am glad that they have a line and America is the line. These people treading into the Capitol is the line. The line is, is people dying because this man wants to try to contest a lawful, fair election of the American people. And, and what he did was an affront to our democracy. Let's be clear. It was an insurrect. It was an act of insurrection. It was an attempt at a coup d'etat. It was exactly what we fear in the world when we want to have a de democratic society. It is a man coming to power that can get the populace riled up to tear down the very foundations of what our founding fathers built for us, the constitution and our government. And this is a scary time. And that's why I said over this break earlier when I was giving my, my, my check-in that I was upset because this is upsetting. This is scary. This is crazy. This is, I can't even process a world where I saw people storming the Capitol. And I literally had a visceral, like, oh my God, what the fuck kind of reaction, wondering. And now we know, and they're preparing us on all the media that before Biden becomes elected, there will be protests in every city, armed protests in every city, particularly in the cities, my home state, where there was battlegrounds. And I am afraid. My husband has already said he's not going to work when they're having the protests. 
Like it's a wrap. It's a wrap because we have to look out for ourselves. And what we do know is they don't give a damn about decorum. They don't give a damn about the law and they don't give a damn about themselves. Shout out to the folks that went out there and died. I know you in heaven gag right now. And I, and I, that's no shade to you. God bless you and your family. Rest in peace and hell. And girl, we can't even depend on the police. So I know to you gag. I know you like these motherfuckers going die. We can't even we can't even even depend on the police to light these motherfuckers up with hot lead because they want to um they want to handle them with um gloves and all like kill the motherfuckers. Kid, like more people should have been there should have been more casualties in my like what it's the absurdity of whiteness and what whiteness gets you in the country that just it just it's annoying to me. It like y'all literally kill us for less. For protesting about y'all not killing us. Ain't that the gag? I will kill more of you in a protest, the protest and me killing you in the first place, than I will ever do for a white for people that want to destroy our very democracy. Right. Because they're but, this color and not this one. Right. But it'll never be an issue until it's white people taking out other white people. That's when it'll be oh, uh, we need police reform and all of this. Like, bitch, I was really expecting the police to take more motherfuckers, and they should have. They they would have been scared for my life, bitch. I was scared for my life. Bitch, that was the perfect time to put, like, how they pull that for all Black people that are unarmed. Bitch, that would have been the perfect time to pull I was scared for my life. But I guess when you're white, you... You can't be scared for y'all. Like, when one just, of your fellow officers is being being beat to death, you could say I'm scared for my life. Or crushed in the door. It was another one that was crushed. Yes, that was. You could hear him screaming as he was being crushed. Right. But yeah. you were scared for your life. Like we, somebody. I was watching a video, King of Reeds, and he said this: "We're long overdue for this empire to crumble. Like we're just, we're long overdue." We can't, like, girl, we really can't keep going like this because the more, like, the more people are in poverty and the more that these disparities continue to just get wider and wider and wider and wider, bitch, we're long, we're long overdue for the empires who collapse. And what this showed me is that the people, the Trump supporters, like, they really feel like they are oppressed, bitch. And girl, they're willing to be martyrs for this um drink the Kool-Aid cause, the Kool-Aid with rat poison in it. And like it's just like so what I will say is uh I'm happy that so today in DC, um the mayor shared that the inauguration is virtual. Keep y'all black and white asses the fuck home. Watch the shit on TV because I was asking. Oh, it is virtual trying. now. Well, it's a virtual option. Do I still think people are going to try to go to DC? Yes, but it's it's virtual. And I was at before this even happened. I was hoping that it would be virtual because these motherfuckers don't. They are they will kill you. They will kill you. And like somebody was like, "Well, no, we have to like be the bigger person." And I'm like. Now is not the time to like get on grandstand and try to be some symbol. Yeah. Now was the time it's to be smart. Right. Now was the time to be smart because they don't mind. Like you don't reason with crazy. Exactly. 
You el- you self-contain it. You eliminate it. You don't. Now it's not like we have too much to work to do to uh-huh. have somebody that's assassinate. Like, like, come on, y'all. Let's be- and again, the Democrats stop being centrist. Like, stop trying to placate the middle. How many times do they ha- like? How many times does the snake have to bite you before you know it's a snake? You know, I can't. I can imagine that the reason why they will always seek the middle is because they're trying to reach out to their family members that don't agree. And I have to remember that that is still an agent and 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 um, a tool of white supremacy, because what it says is is that we will still center the argument on ourselves. Right. Says that we will ignore our most loyal voters. We will ignore our most ardent supporters in favor of what we consider an ethnic majority, the people that we really want to talk to. And you're still centering your even your efforts to reach people on whiteness and the policies on whiteness and the policies on people that have shown you that they are fickle in their voting. But we always are looking for the swing voter. And I don't get me wrong. I understand that in politics, there is needs to be a push towards that. But I hate that it is often at the expense of the base. It is at the expense of the most loyal Democratic Party supporters. And particularly for the Democratic Party, now that we're in a position where we can make shit happen, there is a demand, not an expectation, a demand that shit gets done. It is time for you to now put up or shut the fuck up forever. We galvanized all these black folks to vote. Stacey Abrams, a black woman, endured the labor of marginal- getting marginalized folks in Georgia to come out and vote. And even though I was annoyed like hell at seeing that woman on the TV every 30 fucking seconds, I am grateful to God for her. Because it was because of her and other women like her and other men that have also worked behind the scenes that this happened. But this was black labor. And I hope that this the administration understands that you have now an expectation. We are pregnant with anticipation that you will do something for us because we've shown up for you. Uh, so, yeah, I, for, for all you girls that's thinking about coming to the inauguration, don't. Please stay the fuck home. Like, again, now is the time to be smart. Now it's just, like, we want, like, in the horror movie that is America, we want to be the final girls. Bitch, I want to be the final girls swinging my ponytails, shaking my titties, praising God. Like, let's be, like, let's be the final, we have enough MLKs and Malcolm X's, let's be the final girl here, right? So stay home, be with your families, watch the shit on TV, and when he gets in uh, January 20th, then, and that's why I'm saying, I'm glad I'm not in the administration. I'm glad I'm where I'm at so I can push back because that, like the Democrats are going to play the centrist game and that's not going to get us out of this rut that we're in. Like we have, like we have to be extreme and we have to do more than enough. Like we can't just clean up what Trump messed up. We need to clean up and then take it to a whole different level. And I'm not concerned about the Republicans and we need to, like, y'all can see the humanity in them because y'all are white. Bitch, I'm not white. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not white. So that like that that doesn't um mean anything to me. And then Biden is backpedaling and pussy popping, talking about, oh, well, I'm only gonna um for student loans, I'm thinking about doing a ten thousand dollar credit. Stop playing in my face, Biden. Stop. That's like that's like giving me five dollars and telling me to go to the Mercedes dealership and good luck. You know, on average, people have like six figures of student debt. Like, stop, stop, stop playing, stop playing. Because what what will gag is when the empire falls under democratic leadership. And you had every right and, and you had every way to make it not so and you allow it to happen anyway. That is what's going to gag you is when it becomes on your head that we fail. When you had the opportunity and all of the energy, all the power behind you to do what you needed to do and you didn't fucking do it. So while you have the opportunity, you better go in and you better go in there with a purpose and you better represent the fuck out of us because you don't have a second chance to do this kind of shit. This is a, this was some historical shit. And now you better honor it and do what you said you're going to do. Right, because you think them Trump supporters are energized and pissed off? Wait until the bitches that are actually in poverty, that are actually struggling, that are having to deal with everything at the same time. Wait until we all get together and revolt. Yeah. Like, we are actually in Like, $10,000, bitch? That is, a, that is an insult. It's a shame. It's an insult. Like we are, like we are out here in poverty. So, and then to think, like, also the absurdity of that thing is, these are rich people that came to DC to protest. Like, bitch, who the fuck has extra money after the fucking holidays to travel to DC? <laughs> because none of, like, when you read the people that got caught or they, they the were people that have been planning it since early December, right? They don't, li they don't live in Maryland or Virginia. Like, these niggas is like from Arkansas, Montana, Alabama. Like, bitch, so how did you pay all this money to get to fly from your region over here? Like these niggas have money. These y'all will be like y'all. Like when it's all said and done, bitch, y'all will still be white. Y'all will still be white. We like you're literally mad because there's another white president in office. And this is what the and and this is what's crazy. What they fail. This is how you know it's rooted in some real deep hatred, because when we win, you win. Because we spend money in your places. The economics that everybody tries to push of the trickle down has not worked. It has never worked. And we see that. But instead of us all wanting to prosper, we insist on these niggas being under us. We insist on these Latin people being under us. We insist on these women being under us. We insist on these on, these, on anyone that isn't a white man being under white supremacy. And I'm trying to tell you that we as a people have to start divorcing ourselves from the ideology that the way things have always worked is gonna to continue to work. It's not work. That's why we're in crisis. That's why the nation is falling apart. Making America great again. America hasn't been great yet. It has been had its great moments. We have been victorious in a lot of ways. We've come a long, mighty long way and shout out to America. However, we, have a long damn way to go. And the problem is, is that we forget that sometimes and we get in this falseness of comfort. And then now 
we've allowed, for those of you who allowed yourself to be seduced by the evils of white supremacy, you got talked into some shit and you forget you still got co-workers, you still got biracial grandchildren, you still got, bi you know, you still got black family members now. Like you live in 20 fucking 20, 21 now. You live in 2021. So what the fuck are you going to do to reconcile your 1940s values with 2020 fucking one? Because that man was telling you about a time that don't exist no more. Because at the end of the day, your little your little grandbaby Nevaeh, she's navigating in this world as a black as a black woman. Exactly, and you need to accept that you have to you have to leave a world for her that is going to allow her to live because that's your fucking legacy. Your grandbaby, your your daughter already did it. Your son already did it. You got the biracial baby now. Stop holding on to an America that never existed. We were always a mixed country. This never was. It never was a white country to begin with. This country belonged to the to the indigenous peoples. So let's just all that aside. Let's remember that we all are trying to win, but not just the rich people anymore. That's not going to work. We see that that's not going to work because it perpetuates an idea that only this elite group of people are deserving of respect, of rights, of privilege. We have to divorce ourselves from that. And I hope that the Democratic Party stops trying to recreate the same shit over and over again and, and actually accepts that the definition of crazy is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. It's time to be try something different. I understand that we have to consider all Americans' feelings, but at the end of the day, you need to make sure that the things you decide are in the best interest of your base. Cause it's really gonna gag me that I wasted my time and energy and prayers for you to win, for you to then make me go business as usual. We still locking niggas up for shit that should be free. We still making marijuana criminalized. We still are, you know, allowing police to be funded in a way that allows them to still oppress communities. We still are doing things that are not helping what's going on. Y'all still are not going after the officers that are killing people. Let us find out that you now are in this position and are fucking us over. And then you will see rage because we've come together. This is what you fucking asked for us to do. You got to now put up a shut up, like I said earlier. So I think we will, I will, we will end this episode here. Yes. Do not come to D.C. Y'all are not welcome. Do not come here for this inauguration. Stay your ass home. Stop the spread of COVID. We don't... black, black And this is much as is for the Black people, the people of color. Stay home. Now is, the, now is not the time to be a hero. Stay your Black ass at the house. Right. I don't want to see you. And the shade is, I was planning on staying home anyway because last time I checked, Kovisha is still here. Mm -hmm. Kovisha is still here. She's not She's going anywhere. Right. So stay your stay your black ass off. Mm -hmm. So sis, take us out of here. So thank you, thank you, thank you for those of us who have been here since the very beginning. Pardon our progress as we go into a new future. Thank you for all of our new patrons on Patreon. We sincerely appreciate you and we ask and encourage everyone going forward to please, 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 please support a black trans business if you can. And also if you'd like to receive new and exclusive content. Shout out to our YouTube community. We love you and we thank you. And also thank you to our loyal Facebook and Instagram followers. We appreciate the discussion. Um, Brianna will tell us a little bit about the um, 
the, the question box in a moment, but I just want to thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Thank you for all of your love and support going forward. And, you know, this was a wonderful time and going forward in this society and this world, we want you to know that it's time to love on each other. For those of us in the trans community, let's just share a little love. And um, thank you for tuning in to Box Number 512 Podcast. I am the Lioness. And I am Aeon. They, they, they'll, hear, they'll hear the promotion for the um, Suggestion Box um, thing. So they, the, the girls will have he, hear that. Our DM, well, our inbox is open. Make sure y'all send us those letters. Also, before we get out of here, I did an interview for QT Queer Team Podcast. I'm talking about my work and promoting the podcast. So make sure you guys go listen to that. I will put that in the that interview in the show notes for this episode. Um, shout out to that podcast for um, hitting me up to be a part of it. I felt like it was a really great interview. And we Grab will see you. you. We thank you. We will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Box Number Five Spoke Podcast. Grown Black Trans Women Talk. And don't forget to become a patron on the Box Number 512 Patreon page, where we have all new, exclusive content. And also, don't forget to follow us on our social media, on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook pages. And also, become a subscriber on our YouTube page. Until next time, bye. Bye.